0: This is the Show It Off podcast where we are shamelessly and unapologetically confident. I am your host, Sarah Faye Schaff, confidence coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and founding director of the self esteem building nonprofit youth program, Miracle Girls. This podcast is to support you on your journey to being the most authentic, bold, and confident you have ever been. I am teaching the ABCs to self love, Sarah Faye style. I share tools that work entertaining conversations, and inspiring stories every Monday here on the Show It Off podcast. I have a lot more for you, including the five-video Yoga for Confidence virtual class series, which you get for free when you enter your email at com. The link is in the bio. And the online education experience Peacock School, 28 Days to Confidence, which moves you through assignments that when completed make you feel more confident, help you to start and keep new habits that build your new self-loving life, and much more. To access Peacock School, go to peacock.school. Now let's get into the episode. If you like the show it off podcast then you will also like the show it off book club i have hand selected a library of books that will empower you and keep you on track with your confidence building goals reading has always been a huge love of mine and if it weren't for the books that i feel like are my friends that have taught me so much i just don't know where i would be now that is why i started the show it off book club and i hope you will join the club it's free, it's fun, it's easy. How to join? Just go to at show it off podcast page on Instagram. Follow the page. See the post where I list all of the books on the list. It's a picture of a stack of books. I will help you find it. Start your own empowering library tune in each Friday for the conversation starter videos I post of the chapters we are on and I'll post them on the Show It Off podcast Instagram page. If you can read one to three chapters a week, you will be set. If you can't, you can still see the videos anytime, but it would be amazing if you were able to leave comments and share your thoughts with the chapters we're on with the group in real time. This is to help you Really integrate the high vibe thoughts you need to be a part of your life in order to truly embody being deeply self loving and shamelessly and unapologetically confident. So join the Show It Off book club today. This is my story. You know me now as a confidence coach, a yoga teacher, an unattached siren mama. Who lives in Hawaii, but why? How did I get to that? This is my story. Growing up, all of the women in my family were stay-at-home moms. I always believed that when I grew up, I would get married young, I would have children young, and I would be a stay-at-home mom. I also knew growing up that I was different than anybody else that I knew. This might sound like a special feeling or a great feeling, but it wasn't. For me, I always had this feeling that I didn't belong, that I wasn't at home um, like anywhere, like in my body, on this planet, I felt like I um, was, like I didn't fit in, like I was missing something. I always compared myself to everybody and always fell short of the comparison. I remember being so, so jealous of girls in my class when I was in third grade. And I think of third grade now as like so young, so little. But I remember being jealous of this girl, Peggy, because she was really tiny and she had like this really flat stomach and she was really petite. And I just felt like this like gigantic person next to her. I was jealous of Barb because she was in dance class and I wasn't. I was jealous of Hannah because her hair was so thick and amazing and And she could wear it in that like half up, half down style and it still looked like she had a ton of hair. (laughs) Stupid stuff. And I can laugh at it now, but back then, oh my God. That's when my self-loathing really began. By learning how to compare myself and always falling short. As I got older, I um, started getting a lot of attention from men and from boys. And I'm talking like 15, um, 16 years old. And I, I, I found that my, my looks and my, um, magnetism was a power and I would use it to get what I wanted. And I was shamed for this a lot. Um, probably more out of fear than anything. I had family members um, kind of shame me for this. Um, I had, you know, people in the congregation at my church shame me for this. And um, I was really angry about that because I thought, finally I found something that I'm good at, like something that I'm valuable for, and you're trying to take it away from me. Um growing now that I'm grown, I can see like where they were coming from and why. Um, they were worried that I was putting all my value um, in my sexuality or my looks, um, which definitely would not serve anybody. I, um, I got myself into a lot of trouble over the years um, with that power. I also know that I was really protected by my angels because I did put myself in some stupid situations. And um, a lot of times I got out okay. I graduated from high school early. And um, in high school, I mean, it was just a mess. Just a mess. A time of um, feeling inadequate. A feeling or a time of really... um, only liking boys who were unavailable. Um, I mean, that like quarterback syndrome, I definitely had that and I wasn't even a cheerleader. So I was jealous of the cheerleaders. I mean, you guys can kind of get a picture here. I was just extremely insecure. I had no value that I could find. I, um, when they like, oh God, this is so dumb. But I mean, like you're in high school allowed to pick out an elective, right? or two electives, and I had no idea what I wanted my electives to be. I I wasn't interested in anything. I didn't think I was good at anything. I wasn't um, talented. And then I took drama and I was like, okay, I like it here. Like I like drama class. And I even tried out for a play and I made it like I made I got a part in like Greece or something like that. And my mom was like, I have four kids. Like we have one vehicle. I'm not taking you back and forth to practices. It's not happening. You need to help me here at home. So I didn't do the play. And I just like, that really like sent me into a bad space. So like ditching school and, um, you know, like smoking pot and having sex was like all I really did in high school. And, um, this just made me feel really shitty. You know, I just felt like I had no value. So anyways, when I graduated early, I was 17 years old and I moved to San Luis Obispo, California to live just because I had a girlfriend who moved there. She also graduated early and I moved there to live with her along with my other friend. And, um, the three of us We thought we were so cute because we were a blonde brunette and a redhead living in San Luis Obispo away from our parents. Um, I got myself like three jobs and I just worked. And um, my girlfriend was going to the junior college. And so I thought I should go to the junior college. I went to the junior college. I was quickly realized how not smart I was. I mean, I was so bad at school, you guys. I did not understand anything at all that was being said in my courses. So I would ditch. (laughs) Like, I'm in college. I'm paying for these classes, and I'm ditching. And I would go to, like, dance classes and, um, like, hang out with boys at the cafe. I mean, I was just really wandering around aimlessly for a long time. And then this guy, Ryan, asked me out on a date. And it was the first time I had been asked out on a date um, ever. And I had no idea what to do with it. And I was just like, okay, sure. And um, the first date I went on with this guy, he picked me up at my house, he took me to a spaghetti dinner. I was like feeling like such a grown-up. I felt like everything was going really well. I wouldn't say I was, like, attracted to him or that I liked him. I was just happy to be, like, feeling like a grown-up and going out on a date. And um, he took me to a house party. And at the time, I didn't know what happened. But looking back, I can realize what happened. He gave me a drink. I took, like, two sips of it. And I was, like, completely... Like I was on hallucinogens. I was like on in a dream. I was so confused and disoriented. And now I know he probably slipped me um, the date rape drug. Um, I had no idea what that was at the time. I mean, zero clue. And here I am, like not even 18 years old, um, at this party with this guy I don't know. And I'm like on this drug that I had no idea even existed. Next thing I know, I wake up and I'm at my house and I'm on the floor and I'm naked and I'm feeling really disoriented. I have a terrible headache. My roommates come in with like our neighbors and Ryan is leaving. He's like fully dressed, leaving like as they come in. I was so embarrassed. I had no idea what had gone on. Zero clue. I look in the bathroom. I had this huge hickey on my neck. I mean, I was humiliated and it took me like a year or more probably to figure out that I was date raped. I um, was just ashamed. I was like, how could I like have had sex on the floor at my house, like in the living room when my roommates could come home at any time. Like it took me a long time to figure out what had happened. And From that, I was so terrified of living without my family and living without my high school boyfriend, without my congregation of my church. Like I just felt like, what am I doing? thinking that I could like live away from home and and like I'm ditching school, I'm like working at the shell station and at this restaurant and this bookstore. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, and Um, I don't even know how to date. I'm trying to date. So I moved back to my hometown and, um, I honestly, I don't even know, like, I don't even remember what happened after that. Like, I can't even search my mind except for, I know that I got married, (laughs) that I remember. I got married to my high school boyfriend and I felt like now I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Now I'm doing what everybody expects of me. Um, I'm married. I um, have a husband. I'm living in my hometown. Like, we're going to church. Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But I felt so empty and I felt like I had no idea who I was at all. I mean, I know I had no idea who I was. I was like, maybe I'll be a model. And I like had my sister take pictures of me and I'd sent them into like 17 magazine. And I worked at restaurants and I bartended. And I'm telling you guys, I was wandering around aimlessly. And primarily I blamed my husband. I was like, it's your fault I'm here. <laughs> like, you know who you are. You're a talented musician. You know what you're doing with your life. And I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I um divorced him, and I moved to New York City. I sold everything that I owned. I moved to New York City. I was like 24 years old by now. I had, again, no fucking clue, like no clue what I was gonna be doing. But I was just wandering around. Like, you know how you hear that saying, like all who wander are not lost? I was lost, you guys. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I had no idea where I was going. I found a boyfriend and I was like madly in love, madly in love with this guy. Um, And it was also really unhealthy because I felt like he was way better than me. He was just like smarter, more successful, better looking and more wealthy. And I was just like lucky that he looked at me, you know, like that kind of mentality. I ended up moving back to California and again, just feeling so lost and feeling like I had no talent, I had nowhere to go, no direction, no nothing to offer anybody. And um, I would just like indulge in a ton of self-destructive behavior. I would call it like experimenting and like curiosity, but like really, I just had no clue. And then I found yoga. How did I find yoga? Fucking divine. Divine leadership, you guys. I was taking classes um, at another junior college, still hating school, still sucking at it, getting bad grades, like failing tests. And um, I was going to school to be an occupational therapist because um, my friend was an occupational therapist and she said I'd be good at that. I mean, this is how lost I was, you guys. I wasn't even like, I would just do whatever anybody else told me I should be doing. I was at, I, but what I did know is that I like working out. I've always liked to work out. And um, so I'm at my gym, I'm working out, and I stumble upon a yoga class. And I was like, well, it's about to start. I've never tried yoga, like, experiment, right? Like, I'll try it out. I went into the yoga class, and I'm telling you what, you guys, my heart sang. My heart sang. It was like, my body was doing what it liked to do, like move and sweat and get stronger. But finally, my mind and my heart were in on it. I wasn't just like zoning out on the TV while I got through my workout. I was like involved in my workout. I was loving it. And I was I had clarity. I had peace of mind. I had peace. I felt content. These were all brand new things to me because I had always been so anxious. I mean, you guys have heard about my panic attacks and just like passing out cold. I was having no idea um, why. And all of a sudden I was in yoga and I felt safe and I felt free. And I was like, started going regularly. Like, going to yoga class on a regular basis and finding all these benefits from it, like learning how to breathe, learning how to turn to my breath, learning how to meditate, learning how to connect with my inner guidance system. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And I had purpose and I had a plan and I had a love and a passion and I was on fire and I had mentors like Sean Korn and, and Katie Flynn of Coil Yoga and Fresno. I had Shiva Ray and um, Sadie Nardine and all of a sudden Sarah Ivanhoe. And all of a sudden I was like, I had footsteps to follow. I had momentum and I knew where I was going and I knew I could like help people. And I was a really, really good yoga teacher. I went to yoga teacher training in Costa Rica. I had a year long mentorship uh, shadowing with my teacher and I had students and I was good at it and they loved it. And I was like hearing all the benefits. And um, it was like I had purpose. I had a reason for doing something. I started building confidence. I started um, shining. I, I started um, a youth program for girls called Miracle Girls. And they were thriving and they were shining. And I had purpose. And I felt amazing. But I still had some of the old story going on. I had some of the old negative beliefs. And part of it was like that I needed a man, that I needed to be taken care of. I still had that someday my prince will come mentality. And I ended up marrying again somebody who I really didn't know at all how does somebody do that? You might ask. Well, I told you, I had like a thing where I would like kind of do what other people wanted me to do. I had a thing where I would, um, how would I put it? I guess I just like would turn to what other people wanted me to do. And I also like just gripped on to safety where I thought it was. So this guy was like, an old his family was an old family friend of my family. Like his grandparents and great-grandparents were friends with my great-grandparents and my like great uncle. And it was like a long history of like this Italian small town thing. And I was like, this is what I should be doing. My grandfather would have my great-grandfather would have loved for me to marry an Italian guy, you know, and he's smart and he's kind and he's going to take care of me. And I mean, I really, I went to high school with him, but I really didn't know him at all. And I remembered him from high school being like popular and smart. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like ride his coattail, you know? And if I had his last name, then like I would be so much more valuable and like, um, I don't know. I would just feel, I felt safe with him. I felt so safe with him and he would tell me what to do and I would obey. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And three years later, talk about repeating patterns, right? Three years later, I was like, mm, actually just, just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know who I am. How could I be married if I don't know who I am? Like I am not in love with you. Like, I'm sorry. Oops, oopsies. Sorry. Fucking sake. So here I am. Like, how old was I at this point? 32, 33. Divorced again. I mean, it was divorced like that. He was so pissed at me. And like, he felt so, um, poor guy. He had every right to uh, to like hate me and, you know, didn't want to, it was just done. It was just pow. It was over. And um, after that, I felt like such a shit. I My self-esteem went from like an eight, hovering around seven or eight to like a two in like a month. Here I am depressed, alone, broke as a joke. <laughs> Divorce is expensive and moving is expensive and I had to do all of it and like losing half of your income, which like happened because I was married and relying on him a lot. That all happened to me, you guys. And I'm telling you what, thank God for yoga. (laughs) Like some people might think like there ain't enough yoga in the world to solve like the depression or to heal like this kind of pain, but you're wrong. Like yoga did save me again. I just turned to my yoga practice. I meditated. I got support. This amazing family who they were like a client of mine from my youth program. The parents took me in and let me live with them because they loved me and they are like lifelong friends and lifelong family now. And I lived with them for a year. And I spent that time just like receiving, receiving that support, receiving time to heal, receiving time to say, Sarah, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, when are you going to stop the madness? Um, That's when I found Gabrielle Bernstein. That's when I found uh, A Course in Miracles. That's when I started seeing why I felt like I didn't belong, why I felt like I had no value, why I've never felt at home. From discovering A Course in Miracles, I realized that I was in this like tiny mad idea that the Course says of like thinking that I was, um, that like this was real life or something like, how do I explain it? Thinking that whatever I thought was real, that whatever I felt was, um, reality, but it was just an idea. And I I had to learn how to build confidence from within and not to get it from someone else, not to expect to be validated by somebody else. I had to stop doing what everybody else told me to do with my life and finally own my life and finally call the shots and not from my head and not even from what I was feeling but from my deepest, deepest understanding and my deepest inner knowing. And then I met my daughter's father. And that is where I am going to pause because this is going to be a two-parter because I realize, hello, you can't tell your whole life story in half an hour. So I'm going to stop there. And next week, I will continue the story and tell you what happened when I met my daughter's father and what I learned from that experience and how I got to where I am today. So I will see you next week for the rest of the story. Thank you so much for listening to the show it off podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing it with at least one friend right now. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts so other people can find this podcast and thank you for going to sarahfayshoff.com to sign up, to be a part of the community and get more support from me in your self-love journey. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for listening. Once again, you are perfectly made. So go ahead and show it off.